0: Hey there friends, it's Nick. So if you were listening to yesterday's episode, you'll know that I was at home watching the rain pour down through the window waiting for the logs to arrive, the delivery of wood we get for the the winter. And sure enough, the rain got worse and worse and right at its peak, (laughs) right at its peak, the lorry turned up to tip this massive pile of logs onto our driveway, which Wendy and I then have to Move as quickly as possible into the woodshed. Of course, we're buying decent wood, it's ash, it's properly seasoned, so a little bit of water on the outside isn't going to make any difference. It will still burn well. And one of the things that happens when I finish that job, (laughs) which I never ever enjoy, is this huge sense of satisfaction. You know, when we're in the 90s, when I was working for IBM and we were working for Purcell, lever brothers washing powder um, website that was going to roll out across Europe we did a lot of research into what our target market might expect from that kind of website this was a first for Purcell, which prided itself as being a a futuristic brand a science-based brand and so they wanted to be early into this this thing called the web and one of the things we found that was that the kind of the line of washing, the line of washing hanging out in the sunshine, which was one of our kind of early concepts for um, the navigation, I think. This was back in the time where everything was trying to be skeuomorphic, you know, the websites were trying to look like what they were, so that they weren't, weren't so intimidating. <laughs> they weren't just, you know, text on a grey background. But one of the things we found when we when we looked into the research was the this image of washing hanging on a line with the sunshine sort of flowing through it was an incredibly aspirational image for a lot of people and that that may sound strange but i get exactly i get exactly what they meant by that when i look at the woodshed that is full of wood because there is something about that that goes to the heart of what it means to me to, you know, to to be prepared to look after my family. To well, it's I guess it's kind of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, you'll have heard of Abraham Maslow, who I think it was in the forties, maybe forty-three. He published this paper about um, about motivation, human motivation. I think it was. He published it in a journal, and he described this pyramid of needs that we have and effectively you can't you can't get to the top of the pyramid till you've done everything below and the very lowest rung on that pyramid if you like Hmm, a rung on a pyramid perhaps I'm mixing my metaphors the the base level of the pyramid is physiological needs It's, it's food it's water it's air it's sex I think is in there sleep clothing shelter and warmth and of course the the visual of a full woodshed to me speaks directly to this part of me that needs to look after myself <laughs> and my family and keep us warm. And I'm, you know, I'm sitting here in, in my little cottage studio office now. And the, the wood burning stove is, is burning away behind me. And even though the weather outside isn't, is, is <laughs> frankly still not great. Although obviously a lot better than yesterday because that's how it works. Um, but this room is lovely and warm and welcoming you know the stove wraps us in this kind of hug and the reason i'm telling you this is because sooner or later whatever it is that we do for other people whatever however we serve other people the thing that we do has to translate down to one of these things now of course you know Maslow had a big idea, what Ogilvy would have called a big idea, and it's reverberated through the last 80 years. I'm not necessarily saying that it's it's right, but it's it feels right. You know, you've got physiological needs, and then on top of that, you've got safety, security, and what have you. Then you've got belongingness and love, relationships. Then you've got self-esteem and prestige and all that kind of stuff. And then finally at the top, you've got that self actualization layer, you know, the, the bit that I was accessing when I started, I guess, writing novels, you know, it's that creativity, that kind of putting things out into the world. The important thing, though, is that these are fundamental kind of drivers of, of behaviour, of motivation, and the thing that we do, the thing that we put out into the world, eventually, for your audience for your tribe, for your clients and your customers is going to go back to one of those things. So I might say, excuse my voice, I might say that I help founders tell better stories, stories that build attention and connection and trust and so on and so on. In order for them to find that valuable it has to some way, consciously or otherwise, translate into one of these other things. Is it going to make me physiologically safe or psychologically safe? Is it going to increase the power of my relationships? Is it going to increase my esteem, my prestige, my feelings of accomplishment? Well, that that's definitely in there, right? The thing that you do, the thing that you bring to the world has to at some point for your customers and clients map to one of these things. And I'll tell you what, if you can do that, if you can map your business to a a washing line full of drying clothes or a woodshed stacked full of wood ready for the winter you'll be reaching your your prospects at a very fundamental, very powerful kind of level. And that's one of the ways, of course, and we make sure that our stories mean business. Thanks for listening. Bye now. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.